Welcome to the P Primo Show. It is episode 119, and we are with Joe Palo, and we are going to talk about getting quality referrals without being a jerk. But before we get to Joe, I'm going to pay the bills very quickly. I want to thank Stu and uh, uh, Stu and Phil uh, Carlitz for sponsoring our open house that is tomorrow. And what do you call an open house with great speakers? We call it the Mattress Success Summit, and it's tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thank you, everybody who's worked so hard to make it a success. There's the address, 4073 Medina Road, Akron, Ohio, right at the corner of Route 18 and 77. We're going to be showing you lots of new products. Split heads and flex heads are the new thing. We were the first to make an American-made hybrid split head about six or eight months ago. And there's my friend Jeff Janakovo. He's going to talk about creating separation between you and the competition. And our friend Scott Vaughn, who owns Happy Z's down in Paducah, Kentucky. What to do when times are tough. Very appropriate. subject for the times and the adjustable bed guru, Randy Thompson himself, the adjustable bed tidal wave, basically how to sell more adjustable beds. It's all there. It's all free. Uh, call me at, there's a speaker schedule. Call me at 419-560-3169. If you're one of the few that haven't made an appointment yet. And without a further to do, let me Pay the bills with Sell a Million. If you haven't bought Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? Over 101 ways to make more money selling furniture and mattresses. And the best compliment I ever got on the book is uh, from Doug Stewart, who's been a leader in our industry for many years. And he said, if you just take the word mattress and furniture out, it's just a great marketing book. So thank you, Doug, for that compliment. and. I would like to thank our longest-term sponsor, the Mattress Industry Network. Thank you, Steve, for sponsoring our uh, show here. If you are in the mattress industry and you don't belong to the Mattress Industry Network, what are you waiting for? I believe we're right around 1,900 uh, at nineteen hundred people. It's run by a group of retailers for the benefit of the entire industry. If you want to learn how to market, succeed, and uh, merchandise, advertise, do all the things, display better. If you need introductions to people, if you want to network, you need to be in our group. So without a further ado, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. So how to get quality referrals without being a jerk. But before we get there, I would like to just unpack my store owners why is it important for them to get referrals? Well, it's proven. That's the easiest way to grow your business. You already have the relationship. You just want to draft off of that. I think that uh, people with referrals, mentally, they're not thinking the right way about them. Um, like when we started selling, we sucked at everything. We were horrible. Um, and through repetition, we started getting better, maybe establishing trust or uh, creating rapport, creating a buying atmosphere. 
where over the years, we've gotten like a scale of t- one to 10. We're up here. We're really good. But what I found when people come to referrals, they're still rookies. We've never taken this one part of our business and got it on par with everything else. And it has the most biggest effect. It's a ripple effect. We get this one piece of business on par with everything else. We have to approach it that we still are rookies on referrals. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's great. Hey, Guy and Kyle from South Africa. Thanks for joining us. So there's two things I just want to unpack there because Joe glanced over them very quickly. I think it's important for us to recognize. Number one, one of the things that I hear store owners complain about is the increase in cost of door turns. So the customer acquisition cost is higher than it's been. Um, and the easiest, most cost efficient way to get a new customer is a referral from a current customer. Now there's something about referred customers that is really, really cool. Number one, it's much easier, much easier for you to get a referral from the referred customer because that is part of the process they already went through and they think they're supposed to refer. So it's already, the table is set for another referral customer. But here's what we know. Statistically, we know that referred customers buy more and they are generally easier to do business with because you're already um, you've already made a sale to somebody who's like them and they're giving you another person that's like them. And so the experience on both sides of the equation, both for the customer and for the store is a better fit. It's just a better fit all the way around. And then the other little piece of this, and I'm glad you started to mention this because it's so important, Joe. Um, Be humble enough to understand, A, I need referrals. Referrals are a good thing for my store. And just like when I started selling, I sucked. When I start asking for referrals, I'm going to suck. I'm going to suck. But you know what? I'm going to go through that muddy water and I'm going to muck my way through that. And I'm going to get through to the other side where my ability to ask and get referrals is up to par with the rest of my selling skills. Sorry, Joe, I just had to, I I had to expound on a couple little things there because they were so important and you kind of glanced over them because it's second nature to you. Uh, Oh, question already, Joe. Guy Danes asks, Joe, is it easier to get customers from B to C? customers versus B2B customers. Thanks, Kyle. Oh, on referrals? I'm sure that's the question. If I were to think of it, it, and I I simplify things, referrals are based on the relationship. How you treated that person, it doesn't matter. It's referrals are given to confident people, did a good job. It doesn't make a difference. It's that relationship is how you ask and make them feel confident and comfortable in that ask. That's that's a great answer. So Kyle, what Joe is saying is it's people to people. It's not B to B, it's not B to C, it's people to people and it works either way. Great question. Thank you so much. All right, Joe. 
coach us up. Help us get quality referrals without being a jerk. Okay. Well, first, it helps if you're not a jerk in the first place. That helps. But let's make, let's make that <laughs> assumption. We're, we're, not, we're not jerks. Um, but it's the, the mindset that I want to maybe touch on first, uh, sure. that referrals are given to confident people. I touched on that before. You have to ask in a confident manner. And I use this example when I'm coaching that when we're selling, I ask people, describe your, how do you want to be perceived? And I hear words like, I want to be, I'm confident, uh, professional, energetic, uh, enthusiastic. They get a good picture of what we're like when we're selling. That's the person who has to ask for referrals. What happens in sales is we can go through and we give this presentation, we're upbeat, confident, focused, energetic. And then when it comes to referrals, mentally we downshift because we're not used to it and we're rookies and we say, I kind of maybe like to have a referral if it's not too much trouble. Oh, never mind. Here's a business card. And we're passive. There's nothing passive about referrals. And I'll touch on what you were saying earlier. Sure. In my mind, referrals are more important than the business. And I, and I get pushback from that. And it's like, how, how, can you, how can you say that? This happened years ago when I worked with a company called Tom James. I sold custom clothing. And I went out and pitched a guy. And he said no. So I heard a no, but he gave me four referrals. 18 months later, this was that uh, Lutheran Brotherhood, now Thrivent Financial. That no generated 80 clients at Thrivent Financial. There is no way his business could have equated to what came from that referral tree. The same thing happened at, at St. Paul Companies. Went out, sent a mail to an executive here, went out and sold them. He had, gave me three referrals. Two years later, I had 150 clients at St. Paul Companies. I had my own parking spot, my own ID. Referrals are more important than the business. And that's our mindset. We have to go forward in that thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're talking about then the immediate sale that they just made, correct? Well, the, if you make a sale, great. But that first example, the person didn't buy any product from me. He bought me. Referrals are given to the people. That's, that's the, what I'm the point I'm trying to make to. Yes, mm. you have to deliver and you have to have good value. But... It's not needed. Too often I hear people say, well, I want to wait and really show them and prove what I want to do. I don't think so. When the you relationship's said, there, that's, that's when you, what you have to build on. You said something that I thought was really important. You, you made the comment referral tree. Correct. Is that what you said? Referral tree? Correct. Correct. Because it's not one and done. So if we have that mentality that we're going to get a referral and that's the end, that's not. It ties right into the point that I made previously, which Joe alluded to, and that was a referred customer is much more likely to refer. Not only are they more likely to refer, they're likely to buy more and they're going to be more pleasant uh, to deal with, which is always a plus in business. And so this mindset, so your mindset on referrals is I'm getting referrals whether I make a sale or not. Absolutely. Well, if I establish the relationship, that's, that's the, the line that I got to cross. There's not a relationship I'm not going to ask. And if there's not a relationship, I'm probably not going to close. They're kind of tied together. You know, there are, there are times where we do have a relationship and we just flat out don't have the right service. We don't have the right product. And somebody really likes us. I can't tell you, Joe, how many times I've had store owners tell me 
They've actually referred customers to a competitor because they absolutely could not help them. And that customer came back and bought from them. So I, th- I think this is a very interesting point. So referrals are not the product of a sale. Referrals are the product of a properly developed relationship. Absolutely. That's when you ask for the referral. Absolutely. And How maybe it's another it? way uh, that people have this hesitation about asking for referrals because they don't want to be a jerk. I understand that there's a line we have to cross mentally where we're comfortable asking for referrals. I understand that. I acknowledge. I coach on that. Um, that's my point. If I'm not going to get past that line, sometimes it's, it's hello. Sometimes it's down the road. I have to cross that mentally. And again, it goes back to the relationship. It's me helping them figure out what they want and why they want it. That's going to help me sell, but it's also planting the seed for me to ask for referrals down the road. Is there anything else about mindset that we need to know? Um, other than the part, if we go back to when we were rookies and you were talk, speak, talking to that, we were horrible when we first started selling. We stuttered. We, we didn't know what to say. We are off track. That's going to happen with your referral ask. But you get through it just like you did before, but your learning curve is going to be much faster. This is something you can turn around inside of a month and get four or five good referrals. And I'm not talking a lot. I want very high quality referrals of, of a level of the type of people I want to work with. Um, but it's that mindset we have to work on. Okay. So what's after mindset? Well, I think it's something that people want to use is what do I say? When we were rookies, we had a script. Okay. Well, maybe we need some type, sort of basic script because we aren't confident in this area. We don't know what we're saying. Referrals are given to confident people. So I kind of develop uh, those things, referral ask. And it's just like in sales. We don't come in and say at the first meeting, you need this much term, this much disability, you need to cut me a check. We need to earn the right to ask for the sale. Well, referrals are a sale. And we can't just come in and say, who do you know? That's like closing right away. So develop this. Those things referral ask. If I was going to ask you for referrals, and let's say you're a client for a year or two, um, I would say, well, just curious. I want to get some feedback. We've worked together the past two years. We've taken care of this problem. We've taken care of that need. We helped you out here. What are some things you liked about working with me or my team? Whatever they're saying mentally goes in this bucket called those things. You know, Joe, I like your team. I like your, how you helped with the relationship. You gave me some real good, we got some good results. Whatever they're saying, I want that out there. And odds are, I'm probably going to ask what else. So I'm asking them, what do they like about working with me? I'm getting some, some answers. I'm going to ask what else. That's pivotal because everything they're saying are the same reasons why they should give me a referral. And I'm letting them say it. So once I have them out and their voice filled up that bucket of those things, I can just pivot and say, hey, who are three people who would appreciate those things. That's how simple the, ref- the simplified referral ask works. I use their reasons are the same reasons why they should give me a referral. And I ask for a specific number. I don't say, who do you know? That's too vague. These are great points. Uh, Stu, Stuart. Segura says, good morning, industry leaders. I'm glad to be tuned into my favorite Y2 
Monday programming. I don't know what Y2 is. It's a generational thing, Stu. I'm sorry, brother. Um, this is really interesting what I wrote down um, based on what you said, Joe. If you asked for a referral before and you didn't get it immediately after the sale, it's not too late to ask for it down the road. It's not too late to do a follow-up call to see how somebody's enjoying their new mattress and start to ask them, you know, what they're experiencing. And I always get pushback on this. And and guys, I'm just gonna bop you in the head with it because I love you. If there's a problem, you want to know. Because if there's a problem that goes undiagnosed, you're a bad guy. You're not getting any referrals. Nobody that knows this person's ever going to buy from you again. So don't be afraid to follow up um, a couple of weeks after the delivery, a week after the delivery, six months after the delivery even, and ask them how they're enjoying their sleep set, how everything's going. Are they waking up happy and pain-free? And go right into Joe's script. It, it makes so much sense. So you can ask for a referral before you make a sale. You can ask for a referral after you've been working with somebody for a while. It, 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 it's, a, it's a mindset shift, Joe. It, it really is. Can I piggyback on something you said? Yeah, um, of course. You said if the, the, the follow-up, the call return, you know, just a check-in call, I'm 100% agreement. But you said if there's a problem, that's big. And I agree with that because we need to fix it. Because if we don't, that's negative. But actually, if you look at it, if there's a problem, your referral chances are going to be increased once you address that problem. It's almost like a better thing to happen because if they say, hey, there was a problem, stuff happens. We all have mistakes. But look at how, you know, how Pete took care of me. He took care of this and this and this. Now you're in even a better spot to ask for referrals. So problems are kind of like an opportunity. Yeah, they re they really are. And, and you know, the, once you kind of have your referral-seeking hat on top of your head and you've made this mindset shift, you will see opportunities that you didn't see before for referrals. And Joe, I, 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 I saw the light bulb go off, so I, I know you speak to that. So I'll let you speak to that uh, because... You're so right. Before we get into actual techniques, we really have to talk about this mindset because then you see all kinds of opportunities for referrals. Absolutely. The mindset, and I have my clients do this, is I create an event, uh, have them create an event Monday morning where they look at their week, who they're going to see. And sometimes we have people coming in or whatever. But what I want to do is crystallize a referral goal for them, weekly referral goal. They say I have eight people coming in. How many names are you going to get out of that? Because we get what we think about. And again, referrals are the main reason for the meeting, at least in my mind. And if I do give a good presentation and take care of them, odds are I'm going to close them in the next step. But I'm also going to get referrals out of them. So a process is just weekly look at how many names, new names you want to get. Because again, we get what we think about. We do it in sales. Let's just do it for referrals. And you're right. Referrals generate referrals and new business generates new business. There's nothing better than that. So we have the basic script. 
we're using the customer's own words and their reasons by asking them for feedback and then basically um, closing closing the door. So one of the things, opportunities that we miss when we don't have our hat on is a customer is bragging on you to you and saying, hey, Stu, hey, Kyle, you guys are, you, you know, we had blah, blah, blah wrong and you fixed it right away and you guys are the best. And, and you know, you just need to get really good at kind of, oh, shucks, you don't really mean that and make them come forward even more. No, I'm serious. You're the best. Then you shut the door and then you go, really? And they go on and then you just ask them for, you know, for their referral. Do you, you know what? You just made my day. Could you, do you know anybody just like you? I need more customers like you. There's nothing wrong with being a little bit vulnerable, right? I, I agree. Uh, actually, and sometimes it's hard when we receive compliments. Um, it is. And, but I am that way, but I've taught myself to go and use the two words, probably the most powerful words in sales. And it's also the most underused to say, what else? I really want them talking in, hey, what do they like about working with me? Because I need to hear that. And when I do ask, it is a confident ask. A lot of times I hear people, would it, we, would it be okay if you introduced me to somebody? Don't do that. Who do you know? I would even go as far as who are three people in your phone that I should meet? Because I'm taking away that objection. I can't think of anybody. Um, and anyway, the way we are right now, we're not going to give referrals to anybody unless they're in our phone. So I'd make it real simple for them. And I have, a, it's, we were talking about we're rookies and this is a sale, but remember when we were rookies in selling, we had to close two or three times in order to close the deal. We were that bad. Well, we're rookies with referrals. That's just the first referral ask. We're going to have to close a couple of times for referrals until we get it up to par. Just like when we were rookies, we had to close a couple of times. But now that we're good, it doesn't even seem like we're closing. It's just natural. Well, that progression is going to happen with referrals, but until we get to there, until you're that comfortable, you need to have a couple of asks, a couple of closes for referrals. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I, I think we would be cheating our audience, Joe, if we didn't dive a little bit deeper into um, what's holding you back from asking for referrals. I'll, one of one of them, I'll tell you right now. And you don't want to give a referral because you don't want to hear about it from your brother-in-law if it goes south at Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, right? Absolutely. If it goes south, if it's not a good experience and you referred someone close to you, you're going to hear about it. And, and that is... One of the fears that your customer who you're asking for the referral has in the back of her mind or his mind. And how do we help them through that, Joe? It's a great question. Um, we're treating referrals as a sale. You understand? And in sales, 
we have to ask her, ask, answer objections in advance. They're not going away. But if we do, we have to be able to address that objection. That is a common objection. I don't want to be at a ball game and say, hey, why'd you give Palo my name? He's calling me off the hook. So that's the objection. They're thinking of it. Let's address it. If I was talking to you, and I'd say, who are three people, you know, at your level, in your phone, that I should meet? And I'll pause and wait. And they're thinking, they may be thinking that. And I'll say, hey, just so you know, here's how I treat them. I'm going to connect with them. If they like me, great. If they don't, I'm going to leave them alone. You could even say, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm addressing that objection head on. That's the, the, the first part of the answer. The second part is we got to look at the level of trust. If they're a client, they already trust you. Let's be hypothetical. I'll, I'll use a silly example, but the idea is pretty solid. But it's a silly example. Let's say that I'm, I, I'm traveling in, in Cleveland and you and I are having a cup of coffee. And I said, hey, Pete, I'm sorry. My billfold's upstairs. Can you buy a coffee? I'll pay you back. Odds are you'd say, yeah. It'd be weird, but yeah, right? Okay, maybe, maybe you wouldn't then. I don't know. But, but <laughs> for sake of argument, let's just assume that you buy me a cup of coffee. There's not that much yeah. trust there. Or that, that's fine. Well, let's say we're having coffee. I say, Pete, you got 500 grand? I'll pay you back. That's a different level of trust. Well, right. it's the same with referrals. If they're already a client, if they've already bought a mattress or, or whatever a product from you, you've already crossed that line. You asking for the name to their brother, sister, relative is a lot lower. Or here's a better example. Let's say it's summertime. My kids are playing out back with my neighbors and we're both outside. And I'll say, hey, I got to run to Home Depot. Can you watch my kids? We'll be back in 15 minutes. I trust my neighbor to watch my kids. But then two weeks later, we're going on vacation. I'm saying, I don't know if I could ask them to bring in the garbage can. It doesn't make sense. The objection of obstacles are in our head, in our thinking. It's the trust is what needed. It's the relationship. Makes sense? Makes a lot of sense. And it, it, I just want to unpack this a little bit more. Uh, you, you, uh, you said to address the level of trust. And what I would like to add to that, and I think you said it, I'm just saying it slightly differently. The trust threshold isn't as high as you think. Joe said word for word that you've already crossed it, but you have to sell yourself on that idea. And, you know, most of getting referrals is really getting over this idea of you don't want to sound like a jerk. You don't want to be a jerk. You don't want to be perceived as a jerk. But I'm going to ask you a question store owners, if you do a good job and your customer is bragging on you, why shouldn't you ask for a referral? You've earned the right to ask for a referral. And so a lot of this, you know, and testimonials is a different thing than a referral. Referrals actually getting a person's name and number and, and being able to uh, pursue a new client, whereas a testimonial is just a, a thing that could be used and leveraged to get more business. Referral is a whole nother level of, of trust. But I think that we as salespeople are sometimes a little too hard on ourselves and we think that we have to part the Red Sea in order to earn the right for a referral. And 
if you have done everything that you said you were going to done do, you are helping a person wake up happy and pain-free because they're getting a better night's sleep. You've earned the right to that referral. And I want all of you as business owners to understand you've earned the right. If they gave you their hard-earned money, they're screaming at you, I trust you. Absolutely. And if they're screaming at you, I trust you, you've already crossed that threshold. So ask them for the referral. It's almost like they're at your front door at the end of a first date and they're puckered up, ready to kiss you, and you just walk away. Right? I mean, it's right there. Take another step forward. And it's not one referral, ladies and gentlemen. It's not one referral. It's a referral tree. It's one customer refers another, refers another, refers another. And now you start to develop a business within a business. And that is the most profitable way to grow because it has the least acquisition cost of any other thing that you can possibly do. Sorry, I went off. Oh, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm smiling thinking, it's right. It's like, um, if you take care of your clients, you have a good product, you deliver a good service and good value, you treat them the right way. If you don't ask for referrals, someone's going to sell their sister or brother who's not all those things. Mentally, they need us more than we need them. We don't think about it. And you touch on, we mental mushroom that referrals are a big deal. Maybe I've conditioned myself where it's like, do you like the color blue? What do you know? It's, it's that simple. We've just delivered everything. What you just said, we took care of them. Why would they not? And I, I and I, I, I listen for things, but I, when I ask for referrals, it's not one, it's three because the referral tree gets three times as big. Maybe I'm not, not going to get three, but at least I'm mentally I'm getting thinking that. And then pick, piggyback on something you said earlier, if I may. Um, if you gave me three referrals and I called all three of them and all three of them said, nope, we just got a mattress, we're good, whatever. I owe you a call back, the referee. And it's a great voicemail to leave. Hey, Pete, it's Joe. Just want to let you know, I uh, thanks for the referrals. Reached out to them. Looks like they're taken care of, but I want, I want to say I appreciate it. Just you hearing that message, your mind goes, well, who else do I think? Who else is there? That's natural. The next time I see you, I'm already priming the pump. Or if you give mm -hmm. me three referrals, I reach out to all three, I close all three, I owe you a call back. Hey, Pete, thanks for the referrals. Connected to the folks. Great people. Looks like we're going to do business. I appreciate it. Well, your mind goes, well, who else do I know? That referral tree yep. keeps going either way. You can't lose. And, all, and it's the right thing to do. Give them feedback for the referrals. Yeah, that's a great point. And a lot of people forget to talk about that. And um, one other uh, piggyback on how I say that, because it does do a couple things. And again, I'm kind of a script person because we're rookies when it comes to referrals. But if I, if you gave me referrals, I would say, Hey, Pete, thanks for the referrals. I'll reach out and touch base with you. And I'll let you know which people hung up when I mentioned your name. <laughs> it's a little bit of humor. I love that. It, it breaks I the love ice. That. Yeah. But I need to do that. That's the right way to do that. Yeah. And Confident salespeople have fun with their customers. And that is huge. Having something that has some humor in it really sticks and it makes people remember you. Uh, Scott Vaughn just said something that was really important. Now, 
Referrals are the secret sauce of owning a business. Good stuff, Joe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scott Vaughn is one of our speakers at the Mattress Success Summit uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, and Wednesday in the morning and Wednesday in the afternoon. Scott Vaughn is super successful. Um, he has two stores, one in Paducah, uh, Kentucky, and one in Benton, Kentucky. And he is absolutely, if I had to guess, I'm guessing he's over 40, 60% market share. Uh, based on the business that he's doing, which is unheard of. Um, so anytime Scott Vaughn has something to say, I am all ears and I will be, um, if I'm not in an appointment, I will be in the back taking notes. Um, I want to unpack this whole idea, Joe, and I think it's so important. Um, humor is possible when you're confident, right? Absolutely. Like if you're nervous, right? You, you're, you can't be funny because you're just trying to get through what you're trying to get through. But when you master it and you feel good, right? It becomes so much easier. And that's when you start funning around and making jokes and having fun. And that is what people love. That is what will stick. And they will remember that you will be their quote mattress guy or mattress gal, um, whatever it is that, that you sell, sell. I want to get back to this whole idea of appreciation. I, I think that it's something we almost don't want to admit it to ourselves, right? But you have to understand that your customer craves appreciation. Human beings crave appreciation. And when someone says, Joe, you did a great job and, you know, thank you, that means something. And Pete, can I, I'm sorry, get, can I jump in and say something? Yeah. I apologize, but you, you, you had something set up there. If someone says, Joe, you did a great job, you know, thank you. That's nice to hear, correct? Well, that's not enough. That's, no, I would say that's just curious. the beginning of your opportunity. When you say I did a nice job, what does that look like? What does that mean? Get them to tell right. you more. Because yes. I think it's far too often we get that compliment. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. I don't know what that is. I can't do anything with that. I'm not even setting the table for a referral ask. So when you hear a compliment, I say, hey, I appreciate that. Just curious. When you said that, what did you mean by that? Tell me more. Get them talking yeah. more. Because they're already giving you good good stuff. Let's get some really good stuff. And yep. it goes back into that those things referral bucket that I could just say, who are three people who would appreciate those things? Sorry to interrupt, but I, that's a, a no, point. no, that's uh that's that's great stuff. Um when we show concern for the referrals that we've been given, using Joe's example, three referrals. Two of them were duds. One was something, but we get back to them and we let them know, Hey, A and B were taken care of, but C's coming in. And I promise I'll give them the kind of service that you gave me. Thank you so much. And if they were all three duds, Hey, I followed up with each and every one of them. I want to thank you again for the referral. They're, they're happy right now. 
but I really appreciate it. People need to hear that, and you're right. The, the, the thing that goes off in their head immediately is, man, that Joe, he's a great guy, and who else can I give him for a referral? Because he cares. He cares about these people that I'm referring. And so that goes a long way in easing that fear that people have in the back of their head, sometimes the front of their head, that what's going to happen with this person that I refer? Am I going to be at Thanksgiving Day dinner and have to hear a a horror story? And now you've really shown them that you're not like everybody else. I mean, I am sure that someone who gives you three referrals has given another salesperson three referrals, but they never heard back. So one of the things, the topics that are constantly on the show is separating yourself from the competition. When you pick up that phone and you follow up and you let them know how it went and you thank them again, you are really separating yourself from competition. And anytime we can separate ourselves from the competition, I think that's a great thing for us. Can I share one other idea that dovetails with what you're saying is separate yourself? And it's incredibly important with referrals because getting the referrals is half the problem. We still need to have a conversation with them. We're not out of the woods yet. And a lot of people are hesitating like, crap, I got a referral. What do I say? So I've developed uh, a process where I need a silver bullet for each referral. Nowadays, people are too busy. A name and a number may not be enough. We've all left referrals or left messages and they don't hear any back. And like, what do we do with it? So silver bullet, by definition, is something that I know that an average Joe on the street doesn't know. And I want to use that to draft off of their relationship onto mine, onto that first conversation, onto that first meeting. And again, definition of a silver bullet, something that I know that average Joe on the street doesn't know. And here's an example of a real example. I was referred to uh, Aaron and Mark referred me to him. And he said, he's a great guy. He's in an office in another city. He's got the same number of uh, uh, on his team. Uh, he's uh, can drink with the best of them. He's not a meathead. All of those things are little bits of information that I know that no one else does. When I called Aaron, I said, hey, Aaron, it's Joe Palo. I was talking to Mark. He mentioned your name. I'm not sure if mentioning his name is going to help me or hurt me. A little, little humor there. But uh, he said, you're not a meathead. 612-805-7576. And I hung up. The silver bullet got him to call me back. That's the value. And I'm, again, drafting off of that relationship. No one else takes that time to do that. But the referee feels more comfortable because I'm getting a silver bullet. I'm really trying to get to know that person. And it's like, that's different. And I'll ask a couple of quick questions. How long have you known them? Where do they work? And then I'll say, just curious, what type of decision maker is she? Is she a numbers person? Is she a driver? Is she a talker? Just getting question answers. And then I ask, just curious, what do you respect most about her? That's a silver bullet. That's what I'm going to leave. And I can leave that on a message. If you leave a silver bullet on a message, they call you back. And that's what Aaron did. Aaron called me back in 15 minutes. Became a client, a good friend. He is a meathead. But that's how powerful the silver bullets are. I'm making notes. This is great stuff. 
Great stuff. Because my next question was going to be, how do you get the silver bullets? And you, you, you answered that for me. Uh, Guy Danes, referrals are the strategy. How you get in close sales are the tactics we all need to up our game on tactics. Yeah. Agreed. We should yeah. track. I mean, we track our activity. Why don't we track our referrals? I don't care if it's referral asks or just number of referrals you get. It doesn't matter. You get to the same place. We get what we think about. Having a weekly referral goal is key. And the referral goal to meet that, it must have the silver bullet, right? I, if you don't have a silver bullet, you don't have a real referral in, in your world. Agreed. And, and the reason is, Instead of, I have to make that phone call, I get to make that phone call. It's a completely different mindset. I'm a different person when I'm calling. And I get, I don't get a lot of referrals. I don't believe in cold calling. You, I think after two months in a business, you should never cold call again. It's that mindset we have to get at. But if you take the time to get the silver bullets, I feel better. I'm excited to call them. And even goes back, let's say I get a silver bullet. They become a client. When I'm asking them for referrals, mentally, they go back to how I treated them. They're going to be more comfortable. It just continues. Pitfalls that salespeople run into, Joe, when they first are starting to commit to this referral mindset, uh, you know, what do they need to be mindful of? and try to avoid or just embrace the fact that they're going to go through something. Um, they're going to suck at it. This is, this, <laughs> I could sugarcoat it, but when you first start this, think back when you're rookies, you were horrible. Going to be the same way. And that's fine. But you have to stick through it. And, and I'm a big script person. And, and, and people sometimes get pushback on, on scripts, but, Having a referral script, you know what you're saying and literally type it out and keep it right by your keyboard and internalize it. But if you know what you're going to say, you're going to be more confident. That's key. If you're saying the same thing, you're going to get consistent results. But yeah, what happens, yeah. and you've seen this, we get really good and all of a sudden we change something. We change our script. And all of a sudden the results are different. And people say, Joe, I'm not getting referrals. Well, give me your pitch. Give me your ask. If you're saying something different every time, I don't know what to fix. But if you're saying the same thing every time, I'm going to know what to fix and get you back on track. So the biggest thing I say is just, you're going to suck at this. It's fine. It's not going to take you as long as it did when you were a rookie because you're going to see the need and we're, our, our antennas up. We, our learning curves are much higher. And don't give up on that. That's the biggest thing I'd say. Don't give up on that. So Joe, I'm a, I'm a store owner or I'm a sales rep or I'm a business person and I need to get better at asking for referrals, getting silver bullets and creating my referral trees. What's the... Other than the, the mindset and the technical things, I'm asking for a very specific um, thing. Is there a website that they can go to 
Um, or is there a phone number that they should have if somebody said, Hey, I've been watching Joe and Pete and I want to talk to this Joe guy. How do they get a hold of you? You can go to, uh, 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 sellnothing.co, not.com. Couldn't afford the, um, it was a, a, bit, <laughs> a Bitcoin company or, uh, bought the, dot uh, com. So Joe at sellnothing.co. Um, my phone number is 612-805-7576, 612-805-7576. And if you want, there's a, a go to convertsalesfaster.com. There's a free download that uh, works walks through the selling process. It's also kind of indicative of how I ask for referrals. Um, and I'm going to go back to the, the answer to your question. If I'm a manager sure. uh, and I have a, 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 a bunch of uh, salespeople, and we're working on referrals, I'm going to recommend something that every person's going to hate. Take a morning meeting and write down your referral asks. Come back in a week later and role play it. It's going to suck. Everyone's going to hate it, but it's the most effective tool. Five people, 10 people sitting in a room role playing their referral ask. That is probably one of the most productive things I've ever done in coaching to get people to change their thinking, get away from that rookie mentality. And I'd come back two weeks or two months later and role play it again because we need to. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to unpack that just a little bit more, Joe. Um, I know there's a lot of you out there, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands that I've talked to over the last 41 years and you hate role playing. Let me tell you something. I would, if I, if I have to suck the first hundred times I do something, I'd rather it be with my teammates than with a live prospect. And so what I'm going to suggest to you is get your reps in. Get your reps in. It's just like learning how to swing a baseball back. You got to get your reps in. You got to, you got to get better. And the only way to get better is to practice. So role playing is a great way to get the reps in that you need to. So it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. Scott Vaughn. Scott asks, in a retail environment, how do you not, how do you get not only referrals, but reviews from the customer? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, let's just do something that works. If you're a customer, just curious, want to get some feedback. What have you liked about working with me, my team, the service? Just help me out there. Whatever they say, is going in the bucket of referral ask for those things, but that same bucket can be used for a testimonial. Have them say that and then take a minute and repeat it back. Just, just for clarity, I want to make sure I heard what you said. You said I was very friendly. I was very professional, went out of my way with service. They'll say, yeah. So they've told me the compliments. I've repeated them back, which demonstrated I listened. Then I would say, hey, would it be okay if I put that in the testimonial? That's, that's how you ask. Now let's look at reality. They'll say, yeah, I can put in a testimonial. They walk out the door, they forget. And it never happens. And we lost that testimonial. So I would take it a step further. Is it all right if I put that in an email, what you just said and sent it to you, would you be able to send it back and, and clean it up and then send it back for me as a testimonial? I'm writing my own testimonial with their words, sending it to them. And all I have to do is look at it, make a few changes and reply back and I got it. Versus them, me counting on and waiting for them to sit down 
remember the referrals, remember what they said, and then send it to me, that's not very likely going to happen. So let's write your own referrals or write your own testimonials. Yep. Yep. So get as far into it as you can get with them. Do every bit of it you can do. Make it easy for them uh, to refer. Make it easy for them to give you a testimonial and make it easy for them to give you a review. Um, if, you, if you step, I think about it. Let's just say I did that and you sent it to me. Well, I owe you a call back thanking you for it, but I'm right there. You're bragging on me. I might as well ask for referrals again. Why not? Referrals are not just limits to one and done. Right. No, referrals, once you get that mindset fixed about referrals, it's something that you're constantly seeking. Absolutely. At, at all aspects of, of the selling process. Joe, last few minutes are all yours to talk to the audience. And uh, I just have one question before we do that. What does sell nothing mean? Um, well, it's, it's uh, the title of my book, How to Sell Nothing, The Logical Way to Make the Emotional Sale. And due out end of July, first, August 1st. But basically, it goes to the understanding that in sales, two things need to happen or two buckets need to be filled. The logical bucket or logical sale, the emotional bucket, the emotional sale. Both are important. But if we had to pick one, the logical one needs to happen because it confirms the sale. The emotional bucket needs to be there because it makes the sale happen. How to sell nothing is a logical way to make the emotional sale. And it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. It goes right into referrals. And if we look at those buckets, um, well, we've had this where you may have had some uh, people come in the store to look at a mattress. And they say, yep, we're, we're, we like what we see. We're going to come back in, uh, on next weekend and we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up then. So at that meeting, you have the logical bucket and the emotional bucket. Talk about the buckets. The logical bucket is filled with my voice. I'm the salesperson. I know it. The emotional bucket is filled with their voice. It's what they want and why they want it. The logical bucket is finite. Once it's filled, we're done. If you have a bucket full of water, you can't put more water in it. It's kind of a waste. If you have a client logically sold on getting a new mattress, you can't sell logic anymore. It's done. The emotional bucket has holes in it. They're weird and they're fickle things and they change all the time. At that first meeting last week, if you got both buckets full, we got the next step. We got the next appointment. We come back a week later, logically, they know that bucket's full. Emotional bucket's empty. How to sell nothing gets them emotionally engaged before I close at that second meeting. And it's their mm -hmm. voice of what did it. Wow, Joe, that is so powerful. I, um, I used to tell my salespeople when I was a sales manager in a retail store, when you get a B back, so typically, You'd have a one-legged customer in, typically the lady of the house. She came in. Now she's bringing her husband back in. If you assume that you're starting in the same place, you've assumed wrong. You have to rebuild everything. And for you to assume that she is just going to show him and do all of your work for you, 
Sometimes that happens, and I love it when it happens. Um, and, and you're going to allow customers to do that if they want to. But for you to assume that that's going to happen is wrong. You almost always have to rebuild the outcomes and get them to future think about what life is going to be like when they're waking up happy and pain-free to the degree that they can, given whatever mental or emotional conditions they might have, um, rebuild in the outcomes. And this is what you're going to get. Rebuild in that emotional bucket. Um, that is really powerful. I cannot wait. When is this book coming out? Uh, August, I mean, August 1st or July 31st. It's just the final copy just went to the editors. But if you go to convertsalesfaster.com, it walks it through that piece. Uh, it's, it's, it's an earning system because I have to earn the right to get the next step. Um, and to your point in that example where the husband and wife come in later, mentally, that emotional bucket's empty. I'm asking the wife, well, what are you trying to fix? Why is that important? What do you want to do? Because she is filling up his bucket. I, why do I need to do that? Let her do it. 100%. If she's doing it and it's going along swimmingly well, I'm staying out of it. Yep. I strive so, to never coach, teach, train, or sell until I've engaged people emotionally. That's the essence of how to sell now. That is so good. Uh, we often, as salespeople, forget how important the emotional component is. It's it's the reason they buy and they use logic to justify it. Um, so there's nothing more important than understanding the right questions to ask and how to fully engage a customer and get them to expound upon the benefits and what their future outcomes look like um, according to their vision. So I got I got to share this, Joe. It's just it's a crazy story, sure. and this is true retail story. I worked with a woman that many many years ago when I worked for Kronheim's Furniture in Cleveland, Ohio. Great, very nice customer. Um, really went deep. I tried every thing under the book to close her. I thought had a really great, uh, uh, great talk with her, and really went deep about her needs uh, for the furniture that she was looking at. And lo and behold, uh, after dinner time, she brings her husband. But there's one other guy there. And I don't know who the guy is. But the guy is getting in the way of my sale. So the wife is selling the husband and I'm letting her sell. And he's going, well, I think you should go over to Furniture Land, blah, 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 at, which is right next door. People used to park between our two stores, <laughs> right? Park between our two stores and go to both of them before they make a final decision. And, uh, you know, I am going through, you know, I'm going through my head, like, what do I do with this? I've never seen this in any seminar. I've never seen this in any sales book. I've ever read. I've never heard a sales guru talk about this situation. This kid is killing me. And it's her brother. So I didn't know that. I kept listening and listening and listening. I'm trying to figure out, you know, and 
I, you know, I've always been, was taught to just ignore that whole thing, but I couldn't ignore it anymore because it started to make it go south. And I try to gently kind of push back on them and say, well, you know, we've had hundreds of customers go back and forth and it seems like they always end up here, but you know, that's, you know, and finally her husband spins and points at this kid and he goes, listen, she's buying the furniture, not you. If you want to go buy your furniture at Furniture Land, you go right ahead and stop. Just just leave us alone. Go, go buy your furniture. If um, if that's what you want to do, um, but we're buying our furniture here at Kronheim's from Pete. And if you want to stay here, you just need to shut up now. <laughs> so the husband said anything I wanted. <laughs> yep. And, and I was completely intimidated by this guy because he was kind of quiet. And uh, anyway, made the sale after we had done the transaction. I said, sir, I, I have to ask you a question. He said, you know, in my life, I've never been intimidated by anybody in my life except my older brother, who is a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps. It's the only person who ever scared me in my life. You scared me. <laughs> what do you do for a living? And he goes, I'm an IRS auditor. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that needs help with referrals, call Joe. He's here to help. And pick up his book when it breaks in in August. Uh, sell nothing, and don't ever forget that people buy for their own emotional reasons. They justify with logic, and start creating with uh, the ideas that Joe shared with you today. Start creating your own referral tree. Joe, you get the last word. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. Um, and the biggest thing is. It's our thinking. Referrals are not that big a deal. Who do you know? It's that simple. And once we get what we think about, that's all it is. I'm going to keep it real simple. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Have a great day. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and your insights with us. Anybody that wants to get a hold of Joe, call him. The phone number is right there. 612-805. 7576. Call Joe and become a referral generating machine. Go to sellnothing.com or sellnothing.co. Co.co. Sorry about thank that. You for, no, thank you for correcting me. Uh, thanks, Joe. Have a great day. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.